Welcome to Word to the Mother, a retrospective on 90s R&B and hip-hop. Here's your host, your girl, Charlie D. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Charlie D. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Sit down. Take your shoes off. Let's get comfortable. Okay. Today's featured artist became a junior vocalist champion on the 80s talent show Star Search. She also became the youngest artist to be signed for a record deal with Capitol Records. Today, y'all, we're going to explore Tracy Spencer. thinking as I was preparing my episode on Monica about how there were many teen artists with hit songs that came out in the 90s. You had Monica who debuted at around the age of 14. Aaliyah was around 15. I think Brandy was also about 14 or 15. Then you had Usher maybe 15 as well and groups like Criss Cross and Another Bad Creation. Then in the popular world you had boy bands. You had Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Jessica Simpson, Mandy Moore all teen artists so so many artists it just got me thinking are there that many hot teen music acts out right now it's certainly possible that i'm just not in the know because i'm not really the audience for that but it just made me think how many really hot artists were actually teens and started really really young in the 90s y'all we were just blessed if you came up in the 90s you were blessed just a little reminder Okay, so here is the time where I would normally go back in time to talk about historical pop cultural things that happened at the time that the featured artist came out. But to be quite honest, there wasn't a whole lot going on uh, when Tracy Spencer's first album debuted in January 1988. It was actually quite a barren time for R&B or hip hop music or really anything that's really relatable right now. Um, the only major album that came out during that time was Taylor Dane's Tell It To My Heart. And the biggest R&B single that came out in January 88 was Michael Jackson's Man in the Mirror, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna make a change for once in my life. Okay, it's not about me. Okay, <laughs> But yeah, January 88 is when Tracy Spencer's first album debuted and it was kind of a dry month. Makes me think maybe January is just not a hot time to release new music. I don't know. There you go. Oh well. Oh well, moving on. Okay, back to Tracy. In July 12, 1976, Tracy Monique Spencer was born and raised in Waterloo, Iowa. Coming from a musical family, her father was a musician who had his own music group at the time, and Tracy grew up around music and began singing at the age of three. 
After submitting an audition tape of her singing Whitney Houston's How Will I Know, she was accepted to compete on Star Search in 1987. The junior competition is for ages up to 12. The challenges from Waterloo, Iowa. Please welcome a very talented 11-year-old, Tracy Spencer. She won. Shortly after her win on Star Search, she was offered a recording contract with Capitol Records, becoming, as I mentioned, the youngest female artist to do so at just 11 years old. It was in 1988 that she released her debut self-titled album. Tracy was 12 at the time of its release. Now 12-year-old Tracy Spencer has become the youngest single recording artist in the country, and Hollywood types are singing the praises of this Waterloo girl. Capitol Records sent me a tape of when she won Star Search, and um, I played it and my lip dropped. Tracy began working on her first album for Capitol Records last month. She says it's a lot of work, a lot of fun, and not much different from singing along to albums at home. Except when I mess up, I don't have to go back over and sing it again with the album. But here, when I mess up, I have to go back and sing that part over again. It helps having a proud father around, too. It is really a, a great, a great feeling and a great tribute to her and to know that she is able to do this. It's just something that... You just don't believe. Tracy's first album will include a variety of music, from pop to rhythm and blues. There's also a music video in the works, and Tracy is even going to sing the national anthem at a Los Angeles Lakers game. So it's obvious that Tracy Spencer isn't really singing the blues when she's singing the blues. I think it's great <laughs> to be the youngest recording artist. This album spawned three singles, Symptoms of True Love, Hide and Seek, and Imagine, a cover of the John Lennon song. Symptoms of True Love was the first single which peaked at number 38 on the Billboard charts. Symptoms of true love, take my breath away. 
Okay, if you don't remember this video or song, please go to YouTube right after this episode and look it up. It is seriously the cutest 80s damn thing ever. Tracy was so adorable and the song and the dances they did, so freaking cute. I remember when this came out and it immediately caught my attention. For one, and clearly, I obviously always admired singers, uh, but I was always in awe of really young singers. I used to watch the kids on the TV show Kids Incorporated just glued. Like, I didn't get how they got to be so lucky to be able to sing and dance on a TV show. Same feeling when I heard this song and found out how young she was. The next single was a ballad called Hide and Seek, which reached number 32 on the charts. I think I actually heard this song first because I don't recall a video for it, but I remember being impressed with her vocal performance. The next single I remember clearly because of its great video, and that was for Imagine, the Lennon cover. Tracy had her gorgeous hair pulled back in a simple ponytail and a dark skirt, and she was backed by a choir. Like the whole vibe was like to be taken very seriously. Shot in black and white, everything. Great, great video.
requested, I love this rendition. First, I wasn't very familiar with the Lennon version. I'd kind of heard it, but I honestly never paid that much attention to it until Tracy's version. So after this, I believe I got the tape. Yes, the cassette tape. And the thing I remember is that the version on the album was sung kind of different. So I assumed, and I have not been able to verify this at all, but I began to think the video version was sang live by Tracy because she had completely different ad-libs and it had a different ending. Thinking now, it's very possible she just recorded a different version because music videos are rarely, if ever, filmed live, but all I knew in my young mind was that I believed it was possible. I still only sang the song Imagine from that version. The single reached number 31 on the charts, and I'm honestly surprised it wasn't higher. Another single off the album that I'd like to mention is a song called Lullaby My Child. It was never released, but I always liked it. really cute and appropriate for an 11 or 12 year old child. Tracy's first album would peak at number 57 on the top R&B and hip-hop albums. Soon after it was time to record her next album which would go on to be her most successful one. Make the Difference was released in August 1990 and with it five singles. Save Your Love, This House, This Time Make It Funky, Tender Kisses, and Love Me. The first single and song was Save Your Love. I clearly remember watching the video one day and my jaw was on the floor. Tracy was now 14 years old and had grown so much in just a few years. I could not believe it. I remember being shocked at how grown and beautiful she looked and how she was no longer this cute little girl. Like what? I thought she was so much older than what she was and the video was just hot. She was giving us looks and some dance moves. I was just floored. The next song and video was This House and I had the exact same reaction. Where do we go from here? What must we do to make that change? It's time to understand. Understand one another. In a world so cold, a place of disbelief. Where will the people go without enough to eat? Let's not give up. 
this house was another video to check out because it really was a quality video and she just looked beautiful in it. And no hate to Britney or Christina or the other teen queens that will come out later because I do respect their artistry. But watching this now, it's nice to see a teenage performer shoot a video where she is modestly, modestly dressed with simple hair and makeup and still very pretty. I mean, she basically had on a simple white t-shirt and some very regular jeans and she looks very age appropriate. This next song I remember from owning the album myself, but I never knew it was released as a single, is called This Time Make It Funky. I don't have any info on how it charted, but it has that new Jack Swing sound. the bass and make it funky. One, two, one, two. The next single I think was one of her more popular ones and that was Tender Kisses, which ended up being her first and only number one hit in August 1991. This was on the Hot R&B Singles chart. The song is about dealing with heartbreak after a breakup. a little pop culture note, Tracy appeared on the TV series Family Matters as herself and sang a duet of Tender Kisses with actor Darius McCrary. Listen, Lee, I'm having a little trouble with the vocals on Tender Kisses. Oh, really? Well, let's play the track and see what the problem is.
remember when this episode aired, which was in 1993, by the way. And just as a slight off topic, Darius sounded good here. But I also remember just being stoked to see Tracy in any acting role. The next and last single from this album, I recall seeing the video many times, and that was for Love Me. actually dug this song a wee bit more than Tender Kisses. I thought she just sang with so much heart. I don't know. That's just me. So there are two more songs from this album that I love and played often and that were never released. I like that and I have a song to sing. This is I Like That. It just had a nice groove and I really think that it was one that could have been released. I think it's a bit stronger than this time make it funky. I don't know. The other is I have a song to sing and for some reason it always reminded me of the song Lullaby My Child from her debut album. just the innocence of it it just reminds me that this is a young girl 13 years old or so and that we're just here because of this big voice she's been gifted with like this song is just here to showcase her talents according to her wikipedia page because y'all should know by now i'm always on that thing tracy served on the board of the children's defense fund and was given the martin luther king christian leadership award for being a positive role model for young people she also traveled around the U.S. as part of the Stay in School program. Tracy also sang for some film soundtracks, such as the song I'll Be There For You for the movie Good Burger.
never saw that movie, which is why I didn't know about that song. She also sang a track called The Rain for the movie Down in the Delta. like the chill vibe on this one she also did a song called don't slip away which was featured on both the super mario brothers movie soundtrack and the michelle rodriguez movie girl fight In July 1999, Tracy released her third, and very sadly, I hate to actually say it, her final album. It was titled simply Tracy. It would actually be a full nine years between this and her second album, Make the Difference, which was largely due to changes within Capitol Records, including multiple changes in the CEO and the temporary closure of their urban music division from 1996 to 1999. Tracy even referenced this in the liner notes of the album, stating, quote, I have seen a lot of changes occur at the tower, and that's just the way life goes. I have nothing but love and respect for my record company. Change is good, end quote. For the album, she released just two singles, It's All About You, Not About Me, and Still In My Heart. Still In My Heart sounds like something I would have definitely heard on the radio. Sadly, I never heard this song in the 90s. I do recall saying something on TV about Tracy having a new album out, but I honestly never heard anything else about it. Never saw a video or heard anything on the radio. All Music editor Jamie Sinell wrote about the album, quote, A grouping of average material song by an above average singer. Tracy Spencer's gift has always been her ability to outshine the other aspiring divas of the day with excellent pitch and phrasing. 
On Tracy, however, we find her wasting her talents. The first 10 tracks are virtually indistinguishable from each other. This album could have also done with some reverse sequencing of the tracks and varying the sound of the others. Despite the lack of notable material on this attempt, Tracy will always remain one of the shining stars of the late 90s generation of singers. End quote. Now, where I would slightly disagree with this assessment is in calling her one of the late 90s generation of singers. Tracy is really from the early 90s to me. Just a small bugaboo. The album Tracy went to number 114 on the Billboard 200 and number 19 on R&B Hip Hop Albums chart, surprisingly becoming her highest charting album. That's kind of crazy when you think about it. In the interim, Tracy also did some modeling for brands such as Tommy Hilfiger and Chanel, and even walked in fashion shows in New York and LA. She was signed to a modeling contract by the Next Agency and appeared in several magazines. Starting in the early 2000s and on, Tracy began doing background vocals for artists such as Kanye West, where she sung on his songs Slow Jams and Never Let Me Down on the College Dropout album. She sang on 50 Cent's Back Down and Get Rich or Die Trying tracks and did work with rapper Eve. She also wrote songs for other artists. In 2004, Tracy then tried her hand at acting, starring in a short film called A Tale of Two Sisters. And in 2006, she starred in a play called Choices in Los Angeles. According to Wikipedia, since 2007, Tracy has taken a hiatus from music. While she did do some modeling, she also went on to pursue other personal interests. And what those are, I cannot tell because combing the internet, social media, Google, YouTube, I have not been able to get any updates on our Tracy. There's only one recent pic out there of what looks like a 30-something Tracy with a young woman that looks to be her daughter, and I'm pretty sure she got married at some point after her last album. But again, nothing. I could not find any other updates on her. So what happened to our Tracy? Seriously, she had too beautiful a gift to just totally leave us high and dry like that without even a little teaser, something. I mean, Tracy, if you or anyone you know is listening to this, not likely, I know. Jump on social media, contact BET, they good at comebacks, Facebook, something. Girl, we miss you. I miss you. So what to say about Tracy's legacy? First, I feel like while her bestest hits did come out in the 90s, I still remember her as that adorable child that debuted in the late 80s and absolutely awed me. At the time, I don't recall any other artists out as young as her and I still think it's amazing that she was signed at such a young and precious age and sang so beautifully too. I remember when Aaliyah debuted some years later, she always reminded me a little bit of Tracy. It was amazing to watch her grow and mature from a child star to a young woman. I just wish we could see more of her journey. But until she decides to grace us again with her presence, we will always have her past music. And that does it for me and this episode. Do you miss Tracy like I do? What songs do you remember? Hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. So the next episode, y'all. Hey, thanks for listening to Word to the Mother. Be sure to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Until the next episode, we out.